Willie's having a few days of rest with his lovely new daughter, Rosie May. She's now a week old. He's got a few more days of paternity leave left. But it is, of course, a Thursday, which means... Matt Abraham is in studio thanks to your local Mitre 10 friendly service expert advice, quality brands at great prices. That's mighty helpful Mitre 10. Morning to you, Matt. Good morning, Lucy. We've just been hearing about Matt's plans when he's got the $160 million in his skyrocket yeah. to build his own private boat ramp. Yep, yep, yep. I'd, I'd probably give about $10 million to do the West Beach boat ramp again properly, but a condition of that is part of it would be dedicated. I'd have my own lane there. <laughs> hey, and a little shed next to it for the boat. You're rich from 160 mil. You can do whatever you like. Exactly. Can I just thank uh, my sponsors, apart from being uh, Mitre 10 this morning, uh, for, for managing to be here, um, Alexander Fleming and Howard Florey, the inventors of penicillin. Uh, <laughs> Adelaide's own uh, Howard Florey. Yeah, because um, I eventually got a script from, you know how they, they hate giving out penicillin antibiotics now, mm. uh, doctors, but uh, my, my doctor did, thank God. And uh, do you know, there's, there's a supply chain shortage of penicillin. The most bog-standard wow. drug you can get. The in, cheap, cheapest thing you can get out of chemistry. In Australia or like global-wide? No, in Australia, apparently. And really? uh, amoxicillin, which is a very common one, um, which I'm uh, taking at the moment, um, <laughs> is I went to the first chemist, you know, one of those big Chemist King ones. Oh, we haven't had it for three weeks. You, you have to ring around. And then I went to a second chemist under the shopping centre, and they there, oh, we just got our stock in. Head under the counter. There'll be a run on it. It's like, I know. It's like oh, the, rat, so the rat tests of six months ago. E- exactly, exactly. Or the toilet yeah. rolls of two years ago. Anyway, <laughs> it's all good. Thank you. So, Matt, we often Fleming cover... Flory. We often cover uh, brutal political developments. Mm. We've got a scenario here. Faceless Central Committee, senior office bearer, accused of wrongdoing, ousted in a mysterious coup, members left in the dark, uh, claims of continuing bloodletting, a refusal <laughs> to accept the resignation, security guards being hired oh, to yeah. maintain order. So what's this, the Greens? CFMEU? <laughs> no, it's the Country it's Women's Association. It's the Country Association. Women's Association. <laughs> yes, you've got, a, uh, you've got a, a tremendous read in today's Australian, David, um, about the, the internal sort of... I suppose, is it bastardry? Is it politics? Machinations of the Country Women's Association. I believe I used the word underbelly. Underbelly. (laughs) Underbelly of it. Well, it is politics, really, isn't it? It's a parable for politics. This this, this is, you know, when you you look at politics and you look at, you know, the UK, new British Prime Minister and all that sort of stuff and our own political fights, but some of the the toughest fights go on in organisations and often the most seemingly harmless, happy... Organisations like the Country Women's Association, which is having a huge bun fight, so to speak, or is it a scon fight? Scon fight. Over um, uh, Davina Quirk, who, uh, um, wife of uh, former Senator John Quirk, a Labor power broker in his day. Senior minister in the state government too, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he had quite a career. And um, so Davina uh, was president of the CWA, elected president, and has been sort of marched out. It's amazing. Uh, as you reveal, under sort of... Six months ago, too. Armed guard. Well, yes. not, not marched out under armed guard, but when she... Because part of the deal, part of the arrangement was, as president, she had the right to reside at the president's residence there at the CWA offices on Decatur Terrace. I love that. 
Yeah. Mm. It's, um, it was an unpaid position, so she was doing it purely as a volunteer. And, you know, she's got she's got a, a, a considerable background in sort of public policy, local government and so on, so she's passionate about the organisation. She lives in Yankalilla. That's where she does her sort of grassroots CWA work, but she got involved last year. But, yeah, for whatever mysterious reasons, the 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 state administration committee decided that her services were no longer required, but after they gave her her marching orders, it was then that they put a chain around the residence she'd been living in. There was a security guard. Uh, there's a photograph of him in today's paper who they hired. Had Is he the one with the black helmet and the motorbike? Or? Yeah, 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 the one with the motorbike. Um, he, he was there um, <laughs> mo- watching her to make sure that all of her possessions were removed. But there's a there's a there's something weird going on in that organisation because I've spoken to grassroots members who just go, why are we all being kept in the dark about this? Well, this is this is so often the way with, or like for instance, the CWA, um, and, and I'm sure you know there are two sides of this story. Just they won't tell their side, uh, the CWA. I mean, there, there must be you would hope a very good reason for them to take such extreme measures. I would think. Well, maybe it's just a personality thing. Maybe she just rubbed them up the wrong way by saying, let's do things a bit differently. Who who knows? Who knows? Um, but if you go to the CWA website and try and find out who the board members are or committee members and the president, you have to be a member to find out who they are. And so the only way you can find out is if you start sort of, you know, clicking on doing a, a general Google search and, you know, you go back through photos of them appearing on, you know, wherever, and then you can sort of nut it out. It's quite incredible. I thought, well, what's the big deal about knowing who, who you – well, there's no president at the moment, but knowing who your vice president <laughs> is, who your committee members are. You know, we often bag, uh, we often bag local government, uh, with good reason, I think. Um, but councillors, you know, in, in local government, not only are their names readily available – if, if you click on their profiles, their, their mobile phone numbers are all yeah, up there. I, I find it's it great. amazing. It's great as a journey. Yeah. Because if ever you want to find out anything about what's happening on a council, you've got eight numbers to pick from. I or, know. Or as a radio producer. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly who to ring. It's, it's, exactly. it's an absolute gift. We should, while we're talking about how organisations is with, I think, t- you know, terrific reputations, you know, like community reputations, like the CWA, get themselves in a tangle, we should talk about the RAA, uh, the big motoring organisation. Now, the RAA has got 775,000 members and it's gone obviously beyond road service now. You know, I think most of its money now is in insurance and travel and all that sort of kit. But they had their elections recently and they, they took what I thought was the extraordinary step of telling their members not to, to reappoint or not to vote for one particular candidate for the board, a guy called Martin Small. Now, he's a road safety expert. He's a former... Registrar of Motor Vehicles. Why would you want him on a motoring organisation? I don't know. But apparently they're moving to a more sort of a corporate sort of model. And he didn't fit their sort of, you know, identity kit, I suppose. So they recommended members not vote for him. So like there was an official ticket? Yeah. Like an endorsed ticket? Yeah. This is from the organisation, not not from other the, the other um, candidates. And lo and behold, the members did vote for him. And he's been... <laughs> He's been reappointed, which I think is fantastic. Deservedly so. One of the biggest stories when I was in Sydney was there was a massive, massive brawl over the NRMA board, and it involved Nicholas Whitlam, who was the son of Gough. Yeah, yeah. 
And it became this all... It was one of those great Sydney stories, all these different massive personalities. But it was old Aristotle who said, man is, in the ancient Greek, zuon politikon, which means political animal. Mm. It was Aristotle who coined that, that phrase, man is a political animal. And you think about all of these things we're discussing now, and it is quite genuinely, because I'm sure things like this happen at... Golf clubs, they would happen at... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sort of happened at the state RSL, which blew itself up a couple of years ago. Inevitably, uh, factions form. Like, the best documentary I've ever seen about politics is Rats in the Ranks, about the Leichhardt Council in in Western Sydney. Four Labor Labor councillors, they they form themselves into two factions of two people. And they kept having a vote as to which mayoral candidate from the rival factions they were going to endorse, and it kept coming out tied at two, two each. Yeah, it will. <laughs> I needed to toss a coin. Yeah. Now, before Lucy gets us back on track... Oh, we've got way off track. We, we, we have got way off track. But just to, this is part of our little theme here this morning. Um, you know how we all look at the, the Chinese uh, Communist Party and yes. you know the, the former um, president being sort of let off trying to get his papers and it wasn't a good look. And uh, you know this unanimous endorsement of their leader. Let's go to the ALP State Convention um, last week. And the, uh, the contest for president, uh, now Rihanna Pierce, who's an MP, she was running, and it was all, you know, the, the factions had decided. But a member, I think of the Morfitt sub-branch, can't remember his name, he decided, he obviously hadn't worked out how things work in the ALP, he decided that he'd have a go at president. And they all went, oh, OK, then. So they had a ballot. Now, I've got the results of the ballot here. Go ahead. Rhiannon Pierce was elected 155 votes to nil. That's pretty Heck. comprehensive. <laughs> Pretty definitive. That's like Vlad Putin's results. <laughs> Saddam Hussein. So, you know, there, there well, we have it. Well, well done to Rhiannon. Pre- well done, Rhiannon. Present for life, if you wanted, I think, on those numbers. That is a super anyway. comprehensive win. Oh, yeah, I think. I think. Uh, you reckon someone would have broken ranks, wouldn't you, and just given the other guy just at least a couple of votes? What was that guy, Kevin Phillips Bong in the Monty Python sketch? <laughs> <laughs> you polled no votes. None. Bugger all. How do you feel about this result? <laughs> have you got yeah. some spin for us, Matt? Oh, yes. I have. Now, this is, of course, we've got the federal budget, and um, I think a big failure in the federal budget, huge failure, is that it hasn't delivered what it promised, which was cost of living relief for Australians. And uh, a 275 reduction in your energy bill. Now, somebody actually asked the new treasurer, Jim Chalmers, about that at the press club. Should Australians still expect that $275 off their power bills? Yep, it's in the budget. Except it's not. I misheard the question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. How could you mishear that question? (laughs) It's probably one of the clearest questions I've ever heard at the press club. Yeah. yeah, so I'm giving, uh, I'm giving. Oh, I don't know. I misheard the first rating, but I'm giving Jim Chalmers <laughs> for his first budget one out of ten. Maybe he was going into a tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> the dog ate it. He was live. He was standing in front of the guy. <laughs> the, and the answer could Sorry, have been I any can't more emphatic. Yep. Should have gone to spec save. Oh no. Yep, it's in the budget. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. That two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Oh, it's locked in. Oh, that two hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> oh, right.